the volume. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Death on the Nile, exclusively in theaters Friday. The greatest detective of all time, Hercule Poirot, returns to solve another deadly case. Join Poirot on a wild ride down the Nile River promising luxury, intrigue, and murder. Grab your friends and get ready to solve this murder mystery on the big screen. Starring Kenneth Branagh and Gal Gadot. Premiering only in theaters Friday. This episode is brought to you by KPMG Risk Services. KPMG believes that when you've earned the trust of all your stakeholders, that's when your business has a solid platform to grow. That's the trusted imperative. KPMG Risk Services develop and put in place dynamic risk strategies designed to help your business earn that all-important trust. Go to read.kpmg.us trust to learn more. This episode is brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Want to hear the shortest scary story ever? Vaping can put toxic metals like nickel, lead, and chromium in your lungs. That's metal in your lungs. The end. Read more about the dangers of vaping on therealcost.gov. The J-Boy Show is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet all the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. Uh, there's one. Uh, there's many reasons why I like using it. I mean, betting on the NFL, they're America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. But I love the fast payouts. I'm huge on that, and you get it as quick as two hours. That's tough to find and even harder to beat. Uh, and, you know, 
the convenience of it. You know, that there's a lot going on. There's a lot of games, whether it's live betting, whether it's betting before the games, you know, the spread, are you taking the overs, the unders? They make it unbelievably easy to use. And the boosts, the odds, the specials that they run uh, are unbelievable. You get risk-free bets and same-game parlays. You get enhanced odd markets and a ton more. It's just a win-win for everybody. And if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now and sign up with the promo code JBOY. That's J-B-O-Y. Let them know that I sent you. 21 and older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789 or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Live from the College Football Hall of Fame, welcome to the J-Boy Show on the volume. Presented by FanDuel and hosted by Jake Crane. This is Roman Harper. This is Derek Stingley Jr. This is David Pollock, and you're watching the J-Boy Show. And you're watching the J-Boy Show. So thanks for watching the J-Boy Show. All right, we've made it to Friday, people. We have college football tomorrow. Been itching for it. Army-Navy, great rivalry game. We're going to make our picks at the end, but have a hell of a show for you today. Want to start out in the monologue, going to talk about Bryce Young. It's, it's, again, going to win the Heisman. You can say that makes him a star. I get it. I get it. But is he going to be that transcendent star in college football on the level of a Tebow? And and is he a guy that could possibly stay longer than what we think? You look at kind of the, the NFL profile. We're going to talk about that, how we see him transitioning. And also Clemson losing Tony Elliott. To Virginia to be the head uh, uh, losing Tony Elliott, losing Venables um, to Oklahoma. What does this mean for Dabo? Is Clemson on the decline now that they've lost two coordinators that, you know, unlike a lot of places, they've had for a long time? I mean, Tony Elliott was 89 and 9 uh, as the play caller there. You had Brent Venables, who feel like has been there forever uh, with Dabo. So we're going to talk about that. Brock Vereen, former standout at Minnesota in the NFL, is going to join us uh, to talk some college football, talk some playoff, the matchup between Georgia and Michigan, Alabama and Cincinnati. Going to play some punter, uh, punter go. And then one of our favorites, T-Bob A. Bear, is going to join us in a conversation that I can only describe as delicious uh, and intriguing when it comes to LSU and in kind of the periphery. And then we're going to introduce one of my favorite guys we've interviewed. And this was out in Las Vegas, Carson Palmer, Heisman winner, NFL standout, what he thinks about Lincoln Riley going to USC. And he has an interesting take on expectations for next year. Uh, I thought it was very interesting when he said it, kind of let us know where that USC roster was and his thoughts on kind of the coaching carousel in college football. But I do got to give a shout out to the Booster Club as usual, the greatest grassroots movement since physics. I don't, I'm really trying to recall if physics was a grassroots movement. Somebody had to come up with it. Three guys had to be like, wait a minute, there's got to be a math problem to understand why this ball goes to here and you catch it. So who knows? But I want to start with Bryce Young. When I watch Bryce, you see the potential. He's going to win the Heisman Trophy. And you can make the argument that the landscape's not great, this, that, or the other. But the dude's had a hell of a year. He's on the number one team going into the playoff. Had a huge game in the biggest moment of the season against Georgia. And if you look at Bryce Young... He is the next one. He is, he is the anointed one. And he's living it out. You know, when you, when you look at his ability, and I'm talking about in college, I'm going to get to the NFL. As a college quarterback, Bryce Young is going to be transcendent. We're already seeing it. He's going to come back because he has to next year. Have a great chance to win it. Alabama's going to be better. Going to be even better than they were this year. 
and you look around the rest of college football and you go, okay, well, who, who are the guys? The first name that comes to mind is Bryce Young. Now, when you're projecting him to the NFL, I'm very interested to see with his size and frame, and people say, oh, well, look at Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Bryce isn't Kyler. That They play two totally different styles. You know, the elusive ability that Bryce has is really good, but in the NFL, it's totally different. The fact that Lamar Jackson and Kyler and those guys can do those things is incredible. Bryce is a great athlete, but he's not Lamar. He's not Kyler. So when you look at the transition to the NFL, I kind of see it like Tua a little bit. He's a guy that's got to be able to protect himself. And you say, all right, well, if you're a guy that's got to be able to protect yourself and you're not going to be able to just run around and, and do crazy stuff the whole game, you've got to be elite from the pocket. Bryce Young has a chance to be elite from the pocket. We've seen him improve the deep ball as the season's gone, uh, g- uh, gone on. His improvisational skills in the pocket have been really good, and, but mentally is why I think Bryce is so ahead of schedule. So ahead of schedule. His composure, his poise, the moment's never too big. He has to go 99 yards to beat Auburn in a game they haven't played well and Jamison Williams isn't in, or they've got to find a way to score 34 points against Georgia and he's got to make all the right moves, all the right decisions, when to dump it off, when to hit it over the middle, when to take your shot, when to say, you know what, I need to throw this away or I need to take off. So to me, Bryce is is about top shelf as you're going to get college quarterback. The NFL side, I'm interested to see physically how his body changes going into another year. Going to have to add some weight. I, I, th- I think we can see that. Lamar, while he's not the thickest guy in the world, is thick enough, and, he's, and, and his frame is way different. Now, Kyler is just an alien. Kyler's 100% yeah, he's an alien. anomaly. Yeah, like there's not a lot of Kylers walking around that can do what he does at that size. You know, so, so when I'm projecting Bryce to the NFL, I, I've got to be able to see it for another year. And you ask yourself, could he be a guy that possibly could come back for an extra year if there's still questions? Now, the odds on that aren't, aren't great, but he is the next college star. He is. Starting quarterback at Alabama, doesn't get any bigger than that. You know you're going to be playing in the biggest primetime games. He's going to be surrounded by a ton of talent. He's always going to have a chance. He's got a chance to win a national championship his first year as the starter. This isn't to come in last three games as a young guy and, man, he's playing good, this, that, and the other, or a Caleb Williams come halfway through the year, this guy's playing really good, transcend to the team. He's done it the whole time from the start to the finish. He doesn't have the usual weapons Bama has. I know he has a couple guys at receiver, but up front, Bama's not really the same as they usually are on mm-hmm. the offensive line. I mean, you And have, they signed, like, the best offensive line class in the history yeah, of the world young. a year I mean, ago, Brian so Robinson's Brian Robinson, but, I mean, you look back, you go back to the Tua days. Two was a really good college quarterback, but everyone everyone around him was absolutely yeah, elite. Yeah, they really were. Absolutely, oh, Henry I mean, Ruggs, Waddle, even that defense, Devontae Smith, Smith I mean, like Mechie. They had Damian right. Harris, Najee Harris, and Josh Jacobs at uh, running back in the same it's an group. NFL team. Look, they had an NFL offense. They did. I mean, it's just the truth. I mean, now in him and Mac are totally different quarterbacks, but it seems to me Bryce is a great blend of both. He's more elite mentally to me mm-hmm. than he is athletically. And that's not a knock at all. But, it, but if, if you're looking around and saying, because I'm talking about NFL. Like, we're not talking about you can do it in college. You know, you're really good. We've seen a lot of really, really, really good college quarterbacks go to the NFL and not do great. It just happens. It's part of the deal. It's a different game. The speed's different. What's going on is different. So when I'm projecting Bryce Young, the jury's still out, in my opinion. But he's got all the tools. 
And he's only going to get better. You don't forget. <laughs> he's only going to get better. And I'm going to get the Booster Cup's thoughts on that, but I also want to hit Clemson. All right, to me, that this is fascinating. Okay, it's absolutely fascinating. You lose Tony Elliott, who you, you feel like has been there forever. 80, 89 and 9 as a play caller offensively. I know this year wasn't great that they missed at the quarterback position, at least so far. Offensive line wasn't like it normally was. You lose Brent Venables, who is an absolute staple of, of, of Dabo's staff and of that team. It's funny. I still think of Clemson as a defensive team. I, I really do. And they've had a great run of quarterbacks with Deshaun and Trevor, and you can go back down the list. But going forward, we're about to see Dabo make two humongous hires, and it's been a while. And you look out of the landscape, and the way that he operates at Clemson, it's got to be a certain fit. So if you're a Clemson fan, I can understand being a little uneasy right now. The ship's rocking a little bit. Now, who's Dabo going to hire? You know, uh, Clemson, while it is a, a fit job, it's a big job. They're going to be able to pay well. They don't want to stop winning. I promise you that. So is Clemson in doubt a little bit in the ACC? And if you're Mario Cristobal and you're going to Miami or you're Norvell and you're at Florida State, you know what, Pitt, even Wake, looking around going, well, maybe a little bit rocky at the top right now. Because it's one thing if Nick Saban loses assist. We've seen this. He loses assistance every year. And he's been able to replace him. Bang, 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 bang. Dabo hasn't had that problem. So it's kind of uncharted waters for Clemson. And it's going to be very interesting to see who they go get. And it's not like you're coming off a national championship year. It's not like everybody's like, well, you know, y'all balled. Both the coordinators finally got hired. It was a matter of time, this, that, and the other. You're coming off a year in which it wasn't to the standard that they're used to. And I'll say it what, like we said about LSU fans in 2019. You let Clemson fans sip it from the cupeth multiple times. There's no going back. There's no time traveling back. They, they want it now. It's like J.G. Wentworth, man. They want their money now. It's, it's their money and they want it now. It's like, hey, we paid for y'all to put that big slide in there. In that palace. <laughs> what do you guys think? Well, I think that Dabo Sweeney already defeated all odds by creating a dynasty at Clemson in the mm. first place. Right? True. Uh, you know, I mean, that was the toughest part. Now, this will be a great testament to see, can he keep that dynasty going? The obvious easy answer would be to say, no, it's such an easy take to say, no, the Clemson dynasty is over. Because first of all, even if you keep all the pieces in place, it's hard to keep going what they've done anyway. Okay, now you replace some of the key pieces who have been there throughout this entire run they've had. Yeah, it's going to be very difficult. I think Dabo Sweeney can do this. I think that he can, can keep Clemson competitive for many years will they have the success that they've had you know it it remains to be seen yeah and and again like I said uncharted waters yeah you haven't really seen that Dabo just been at Clemson now it's not not like they elevated he wasn't like he was the head coach at at you know Troy and they brought him in like they took a chance on Dabo didn't go great the first couple years they stuck with him boom they exploded but there's been a common denominator in all these in, in all these championships and all these you know record setting seasons however you want to put it 
you've had what? Stability mm-hmm. and ability. Well, what a great opportunity for him now because if he can replace these key pieces and keep this train rolling, that is just going to establish him even more as oh, one yeah, of the yeah, premier yeah. coaches this is a check in college mark moment. football. It's yeah. a checkmark moment. What an opportunity. Yeah, yeah for sure. You're dad, but you knew this was going to happen. Eventually. Like, yeah. You knew this was going to happen, and you kind of went from a wrong turn season to kind of almost falling off a cliff. But, you know, I believe in Dabo Sweeney. I believe what he built there, which is – the toughest thing to build, and the ACC is so wide open. Mm-hmm. It's still true. Sweeney, that's true. But I do think, you know, stop saying things that hurt you in recruiting. You're going to have to fall in love with the transfer portal. You're just going to have to. Well, I, well, I, I wonder, though. I wonder how many years it would take for Clemson to finally, for Dabo to be like, all right, listen, we got to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's something we have to do. Is it another bad year and then pressure starts building? Because, again, if you're a Clemson fan, you feel like Dabo could get a lifetime contract there sure. you, because of what he's done. Yep. He's totally flipped the script. But fans are fans, mm-hmm. and you let them see it. Yeah. Like, they're like, you, you can do it. We've seen you do it multiple times. They look around like Trevor, you know, just, just looking around. The guy's in the league. They're like, well, you should be able to keep doing this because you're the head coach. But, like Blaine said, if you're going to get double whammied and lose the OC and DC at once, you might as well lose it when the conference is, is, way, is up in the air as it's yeah. ever and been. And in the same year. And you in might the same as well, year. You might as well go well, ahead. Ripping the Band-Aid off. <laughs> yeah. You know, so at the end of the day, I believe in Dabo too. Mm-hmm. But we're going to see, and this is part of it. This is part of taking that next step in, in the, the we look back in 20 years. Because what do we always say about Saban? Yeah. Like he's been able to do it over and over yep. and over. That puts him in a different category. We're going to see if Dabo can do it. What's yeah. the Booster Club say, Blaine? I uh, got a question here from Adam Swindle. Hashtag Ask J Boy. Got that last with, name right. Yeah, I know. I've been working on it. Uh, with one of the empires looking like it's falling, Clemson, how soon until the Death Star blows up and Bama <laughs> falls? <laughs> I love how we. That's like a thing now. Like, like we got the, the Death Star. Yeah, once like a we thing started now. all that, it was For a sure. lot more Star Wars stuff. It, going it, on. it is. When, by the way, when's Blaine Patine coming back? Oh, we got to talk about doing the trash can thing next week because we've upgraded. Oh yeah, we'll talk true. about that later. Yeah. Uh, all right. So number one, we calm down. Let's let's not bury Clemson yet, guys. <laughs> let's not bury him yet. You can see. Oh no, there's some cracks in the foundation. There may be some water damage next to the slide. I, I don't know. But we, we, we got to give Clemson a little more time. Now, for Alabama, here's what I believe on that front. Nick Saban's going another three to five years, I think. Let's cap it at five. And when he decides to retire, when they put him on that raft and float him down the river with applause and everybody's standing, I just don't see a world in which the next guy can come in and just be like, all right, well, turn it back on. Oh, the lights work? Here we go. Let's go. Let's keep winning. They're still going to be very good. Alabama will still be a problem every year. But just like everything in life, it goes through cycles. Like on, on Apparatchee, Chuck, and Larry, it's like a circle. It never ends. So, you know, that's why I think Nick Saban, one of the reasons that he kind of went on that little rant was because of, like, guys, you understand, like, what's going on right now? This is as good as it's going to get. What's that movie with Jack Nicholson? As good as it gets, it's as good as it gets right now. And I'll I'll keep saying it. I feel bad for the guy that's got to follow this guy. Don't. He'll get paid. Because it's like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) well, it's like, hey, uh, all right, well, Walt Disney retired, so Jeff, you're going to do it. It's like, wait, what? Just start drawing stick figures with cartoons and hope it works out. But, no, I I think there will be a drop-off eventually. The Death Star always blows up. 
and some rebellion will turn into the Death Star, and this circle would probably be Georgia. But anyway, yeah. what else Even we Rome, Phil, we got a dollar ninety nine donations oh, from yes. James Stallings. Hit that button, Tony. James. And he says the NCAA strikes Auburn again, shaking my head. Actually, <laughs> if you're Bruce Pearl right now, I mean, you got to be thrilled. If you hadn't heard Auburn, look, and there are a lot of people in high places thought a postseason ban was coming. And what you would have saw, in my opinion, and I've been told this, was that Auburn would have appealed it through the rest of this year because enough time could have gone by they could have played in the tournament. Kind of like when Oklahoma State last year was like, now we're going to appeal that and we're going to play in the NCAA tournament. And they're like, really, we're just going to do nothing about it and play in the NCAA tournament. But it does go to show you self-imposing was the smart move. So now you get what? Four years probation, which basically probation is like, they're like, hey, it's like when your mom used to catch you trying to steal a cookie in the kitchen. Be like, hey, don't do it again. <laughs> That's what it is. Everybody on Twitter is asking me. It's like, you got to understand, probation is not postseason ban. Mm. Think more Animal House than, than ban, okay? D- don't think as much George Orwell. Think a little more Animal House. Th- th- that's where I'm going on that. Everybody saw probation. I have people coming like, four years? They don't get to play in the postseason for four years? It's like, no, that, that's not called probation. That'd be called the death penalty. Yeah. <laughs> so, but look, Bruce Pearl's got to sit two games. Probably Nebraska, North Florida. Like, hey, boys, let's go. High five out of the locker room. Y'all figure it out. Throw it to Jabari. Yeah. <laughs> Throw it to you, Jabari. You need a final score. Just know Jabari's final stats. And you know yeah, that's say. exactly right. We had another donation, a $9.99 donation from the Salty Dog. He's the saltiest of the dogs. And he says, bread for the boys. Bread for the boys. Appreciate you, Salty. Any more questions in there, Blaine? Yeah, I believe we had one about Dabo. Question here from Mike and M. Hashtag Ask Boy. Dabo's world is crumbling around him. Dude, everybody wants to bury Clemson. When is he going to stop saying things that hurt his own recruiting? Now. Probably right now. Again, let's not bury Clemson just yet. I will continue to say, I just love the adjectives. They're like, the empire is falling. <laughs> it's crumbling around him. Like Dabo's like in a corner, just like crying his eyes out right now in, in Clemson. But I do wonder, though, if Shane Beamer is just sitting there, just like with a notepad. He's like, oh, okay, so no coordinators. But now, look, Clemson, Dabo's got to stop kind of stepping on his, in his own way, if that makes sense. But a lot of guys do that. Brian Kelly does it. Brian Kelly does it all the time. A lot, a lot of guys are kind of like that. Dan Mullen was the worst at it. Mm-hmm. No feel. No. Cannot read the, read the room. room. Read the room, please. Cannot read the room. It's like, you know, it's like when you're trying to figure out who everybody's laughing at, and then you realize it's you. Like, it's – it's Dabo, I think, is going to adjust in the ball. Dabo just – number one, I do want to say this, Dabo Sweeney's one of the most fun coaches on the sideline to watch. Yeah. Yeah, like, he's the one guy who's like, you know, we don't cuss this out and the other, and I'm watching him, like, literally suck the ref's soul at, through his head. Like, it's unbelievable. Just, it's, Dabo's so goofy. Quit running out of tunnel. Quit running <laughs> down the hill. Blaine doesn't like what he runs out of the tunnel. Hill. Just stop. Like, if I'm an op- opposing team what and I saw that. What if he just ate at one time? If I'm an opposing team and I saw that, I'll be like, we're about to what kill What if he guys. just absolutely ate at one time? Yeah, that's just a like loss. You automatically lose that game. Like, that's going to be used in recruiting. <laughs> like, they already used it. Like, like, a thousand times. You know, uh-huh. we've given Dabo so much credit over the years to be able to retain these coordinators the way he has. Mm. Does the fact that both of his coordinators left a week apart from each other, are you reading anything into that in terms of the foundation? foundational issues or no look it's it's time it's it's time I mean guys move on you want as a head coach you know secretly sometimes you don't but it's a good look for your coordinators to go get big time jobs yeah 
I mean, they're not going to take the job at Bishop Sycamore or, you know, South Harmon Institute of Technology. I mean, these are good jobs. This is, you know, the tree, right? We always talk about saving in the tree. The trust I'm not talking about the trust tree. Oh, 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 sorry, I'm not talking sorry, about sorry. the trust tree. Talking about the trust tree. Talking about the Saban coaching tree, which is now a forest. Are we are? Dude, Saban has such a big coach, they're having to brush the forest. <laughs> There's afraid there's going to just be a spontaneous forest fire in the Nick Saban coaching forest. But let's get Brock Vereen, former Minnesota standout, NFL standout, talking about the matchups in the Final Four. We're going to get back to the Booster Club. All right, everybody, excited to bring in Brock Vereen, former Minnesota standout, playing in the NFL, uh, been to multiple teams. Guy was a hell of a player. Brock, I appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks for having me, man. Happy to be here. Definitely. Well, look, man, I, I want to jump right into it. I know, you know, you, you know about the landscape, Big Ten up there doing stuff with the Big Ten Network uh, as well. When you're looking, I, I want to start with Michigan, you know, Michigan, Ohio yeah. State. Uh, at the end of the day, how surprised were you that Michigan was able to pull out the win? How do you feel about them matching up against Georgia in what to me uh, is a matchup of very similar identities, maybe a little bit different personnel? Michigan made me eat my words this year, man. Like <laughs> four, week five, I wasn't bought in, right? Any anytime you fire all your coaches, bring in a bunch of guys and completely change offensive identity, right? Those first couple weeks they were just running the ball, running the ball. I'm like, okay, you can do that against Northern Illinois, you can do that against mm-hmm. Washington. It's not gonna work against the Big Ten. But it did. And so when Ohio State came around, I was shocked that they were able to limit Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Garrett Wilson got his, but by all means, they didn't impact the game the way that they normally do. I was not surprised, though, because Ohio State refused to address that they could not stop the run. And yes, the stats show that their rush defense was decent, but the fact is they would start the game, get up 30 points, and then the other team can't run Mm. the ball. They have to throw it. So that's why they were ranked that high. They could not stop the run. And then when you have, in my opinion, the best pass rush in the country with Hutchinson and Ojabo on the other side, it was just an absolute nightmare. Now, as far as Georgia goes, I'm a little more optimistic on Michigan than most. Are they going to be be able to go out there and just – run the ball all day long on Georgia. I've said no all year long, and they've proven me wrong all year long. Will they have success? Sure. Is Hassan Haskins going to run for five touchdowns? No, (laughs) probably not. They're going to have to wait to find plays through the air. But when I look at Georgia's offense, I'm not seeing them putting up a bunch of points either as far as how do you stop Aiden Hutchinson and David o- o- and David Ojabo, who no one's been able to do. And you also have guys like Vincent Gray, who – quite honestly, is one of the top cornerbacks in the Big Ten. It will be closer than people think, and I don't see either team crossing the 20-point mark, honestly. Yeah, you, you know, when I look at it, and, and going back to that Michigan-Ohio State game, they made Ohio State drive down the field 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 plays to go score. Ohio State is more of a Cobra on offense than they are a Python, in my opinion, more of the quick strike yeah. than, uh, you know, going to squeeze you out for four quarters. But looking at this Georgia-Michigan matchup, and, and I agree with you in, in many frames there, <clears throat> my biggest thing when I look at positional matchups, because me and you both know it comes down to matchups, Georgia getting George Pickens back, I wonder when I watch Michigan, uh, and I know Aiden's a problem off the edge, obviously. Uh, they've got guys in the front seven that are able to play, that are able to be physical. But I do think Georgia will be able to run the ball enough to open up the play-action pass, and I do think they have enough playmakers and speed on the outside. You look at guys like Kiaris Jackson uh, to be able to score enough. But, you know, one phase of the game I think we're not talking about enough is special teams in this game and field position. And when you have two teams that are that are run-dominant to open up the pass, because if Cade McNamara or Stetson Bennett have to throw over 
for 30 passes. I don't feel good about either one of those teams. They just happen to be playing each other. But another matchup that I'm very interested to see, and I give Georgia the advantage here, I think they have the best group in the country, is tight end. I think you're going to see Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington. When you get in the red zone, you know the field shrinks. That's where OCs make their money. We saw it last week uh, in the SEC championship game. Uh, I, I, I do like that matchup. Uh, but looking around at the Alabama-Cincinnati game, I want to kind of veer to there, Brock. Uh, you know, people are going to – a lot of people are saying Cincinnati will never get in, kind of biting their words, eating some crow now. Yeah. When you look at this matchup, it's hard not to see Alabama with the depth and the speed because, you know, people that say they don't have speed, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I like Alabama big in this game. It's terrifying because this was the <laughs> rebuild year for Alabama, and here they are yeah. just spanked Georgia and headed again to a championship hope. It's frustrating because, yes, on one hand, you want the Cincinnati's to get in there because if not, what's the point of the playoff? What's the point of expanding the playoff if Cincinnati doesn't get in, right? Because then it's not Cincinnati that doesn't get screwed over. It's just another team that gets screwed over for the 12th seed instead of the 13th, you know? So they they, they had to put them in, and they rightfully deserve to be in. As far as game planning, if you sit down and you are Luke Fickle and you look at that offense, you have to say the only way to beat this team is to make Bryce uncomfortable. That, that is the only way. That's what LSU did. That's what AM did. That's what Auburn did. It, it's, it's, it's the only possible way. Now, is he good enough to stay calm, stay poised, stay relaxed, and still make the throws when he needs to? Yes. Is he poised enough to, even if he takes some hits, gets frustrated and doesn't have many stats in the first half to come back out in the second half and keep firing? Yes, but that is the only way. You're not going to be able to bang with them in the middle. It's just not going to happen. Now, if I'm Bama and I'm looking at Cincinnati, I'm thinking back to Boise State. Remember like 06, 07 when they were on that run with with Peterson. There's going to be fake punts. There's going to be double passes. There's going to be triple reverses. They may open with an onside kick. Be prepared for everything. Because if you're Cincinnati, you, you've you already won, right? Cincinnati can go House money, the yeah. championship and everything. Sure, but like their fan base is already happy. We are satisfied. Luke Fickle can, can, can coach there until 2040 and never win another game, right? Like <laughs> they've already won. They will have nothing to lose. He knows that. And Saban knows that as well. Yeah, and, uh, you know, again, Cincinnati is playing with house money, and Brock, I'm the guy. You know, I wanted it to go to 8. 12 to me is the cap until you start messing with the regular season, and we all know <clears throat> I call it the slippery slope argument. They're not going to stop at 12 if it goes well. It's just not not how it works, uh, in, especially in the society we live in. But, you know, looking at the periphery of the other bowl games, is I look at a couple. I mean, you can look at North Carolina, South Carolina. Geographically, that's interesting. One, and we talked about this in the show yesterday, one that is you couldn't have got a worse draw if you were Florida. Like playing UCF. It's lose-lose. You you win, you were supposed to win. You lose, they'll never let you hear the end of it, uh, and it'll hurt you in recruiting, even though I do think Florida's going to win. Tell me about a couple bowl games. Maybe you look at the matchups. I mean, Pittsburgh-Michigan State uh, isn't isn't a great matchup for Michigan State in that secondary that is you know basically a a better version of Swiss cheese. And then you look at Missouri, uh, who, who, like I said, you know couldn't tackle a tackle box on a fishing trip is playing Army in the triple option, so that's going to be interesting. Yeah. I I hate that triple option teams are allowed to make bowl games. It's not fair. <laughs> All right. one, one As a defensive guy, you know enough. you know exactly it, what I'm it, saying. It is a nightmare. One month is yeah. not enough to prepare for a triple option game. The the excitement isn't there. And as far as like from a money standpoint, if I'm a booster, if I went to this school and I want to go watch, I'm not about to spend fifteen hundred dollars round trip to go somewhere and, and live it yeah. up to watch the triple option. But anyway, that that's that, that's another story. I'm very, very disappointed in the Florida UCF because 
first off, the state of Florida in its entirety has never had a worse situation than they're in right now. The state of Florida football, of course, crystal ball coming over. There's a little excitement, but like you said, this is a lose-lose. No matter what happens, the entire nation is going to watch and realize the state of Florida in its entirety has never been worse as far as a college football standpoint. I'm excited for the Michigan State pit because on one hand, if you're Kenny Pickett, right, you would think I'm going to declare and I'm gone and I'm going to train. I'm, I have a chance of being the first quarterback taken. But you get to face the worst group of DBs in the country. If I'm him, I'm playing in that game. I'm throwing for yeah. 500 yards and I'm leaving no doubt you're not going to take Hartman. You're not going to take Corral. It is all me. I am the guy. So I am excited to hopefully see him dabble in that game a little bit. Of course, if you're Kenneth Walker III on Michigan State, there's nothing to gain here. I'm gone before I break my leg or something. But I'm, I'm excited to see that. And Notre Dame-Oklahoma State is is a little interesting to me just because th this, this is game zero for Marcus Freeman. He, no one's really going to hold it against them if they go out and mm -hmm. get crushed. But just seeing that video of how inspired those players are, they know who's watching that game, right? Yeah. They know a former coach <laughs> who's going to be flipping through it, and they want to make him eat his words. So I I'm very, very excited for that game. And Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their hand cook, test results, and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected, or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. 
That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. I, I like Spencer Sanders when he's playing well. Obviously, turnovers are an issue, but when he's playing well, he's, a, he's as exciting as anyone. Yeah, well, Brock, man, great stuff. Tell everybody where they can find you. I'm sure uh, going to be getting you on again as, as we get closer to bowl season. I love bowl season. I'm an old school guy. I remember when bowls were cool, regardless of what, if it was the Meineke Car Care Bowl or the, you know, Miracle Whip, you know, getyourasswhip.com's, you know, association bowl. I, I, I played in the Meineke Car Care Bowl, and uh, I believe – I believe our gift was we, we, we had a free Popeye's room. We had free Popeye's <laughs> whenever we wanted it. Uh, and I think I got an Xbox or something. I'm not sure. Nice, but all nice. that say, I, I, I can't even tell you who we played in that bowl. Uh, yeah. But the college football season is now over. So going forward, uh, if you are an early bird, get up early. Uh, 8 a.m. Eastern on CBS Sports Network, that other pregame show. And we're talking some NFL. Nice, Brock. Well, I appreciate it, buddy. Let's do it again soon. Thanks, man. You have a good one. All right, enjoy having our boy Broccoli on. Going to get him uh, get him on again, former standout at Minnesota. All right, I want to get to Punt and Go, but Blaine, I want to get to the Booster Club. Yeah, we got a $4.99 donation oh, from put gas James in my car tonight. Stalling. Oh, don't be stalling, James. He says, my problem is how is Will Wade and LSU still <laughs> going strong? When was the last time you replaced the air filter in your HVAC? You should replace it every three months. Luckily, FilterBuy is here to help. They have over 600 sizes to choose from online, and most orders ship free to your home or office within 24 hours. Plus, all the filters are made in the USA. So you can worry less about pollen and dirt and toxins in the air and breathe freely with FilterBuy. Order now at FilterBuy.com. This episode is brought to you by SunChips. SunChips are making it easy to snack a little smarter this year so you don't have to give up your favorite snack. Reveal what else you're never going to give up in 2022 for a chance to win $1,000. Official rules at nevergonnagiveitup.com. No purchase necessary. Enter by February 27th, 2022. 17 plus, 50 US, DC, and PR. This episode is brought to you by CVS. TRICARE beneficiaries. CVS Pharmacy has one word for you. Welcome. Yes, CVS Pharmacy now accepts TRICARE. Great news for the military and veteran community. Welcome to over 10,000 CVS locations. Welcome to earning rewards just for filing scripts. Welcome to an array of digital tools. Join other veterans and their families by transferring your prescriptions at cvs.com slash TRICARE. And welcome to CVS. TRICARE is a registered trademark of the Department of Defense. Defense Health Agency. All rights reserved. I don't know. I feel like we need Russell Crowe from American Gangster to start investigating this. <laughs> He's the only pure one out there. I right, look. Hey, look. My thing, a couple things about Will Wade. Number one, you got to give the dude props. Either he's Donnie Brasco and we don't know it, like he's the one who set everybody else up to get caught. <laughs> Or he's the luckiest guy alive. Or the NCAA is waiting just as long as possible for effect, which is a different kind of evil. But I don't know. This is Mark Wahlberg they, from The Departed. Yeah, man. they got you. Yeah, is he Dingham? He just shows up and is just, he Dingham? 
Is he Detective Diggum the from The Departed? It shows up in the movies behind it. I, I don't. I don't know. I'm really starting to think we got a Donnie Brasco situation. Like, like they called Will Wade in. Like the NCAA was like, Will, we need you to come at, come up here, but not tell anybody. And they're like, Listen, here's what we got you on tape saying. He's like, Pay ya. I'll give you half the state. They like stop it right there. Is like, We need you to go set some other guys up. And he's like, I'll do it. So I don't know. I don't know. But look, you almost got to give the guy props. Either he's got pictures of somebody or something, but you would think someone would be coming down eventually. They waited 1,500 days on Auburn to be like, don't do that again. And there's two scholarships. Yeah. 1,500 days to be like, hey. Hey. Don't. It's the longest, the longest time in between to tell somebody, just listen, don't do it again. Just don't do it again. But Auburn did self-impose. That is different. All right, Question here from Grant R. Hashtag Ask J-Boy. He says, who's a good fit for the OC job at Ole Miss? Maybe Kendall Bryles. He coached under Lane Kiffin at FAU. You know, I feel like the, what Lane wants to do and what Kendall really deep down wants to do jibes really well. If you're Kendall, though, you're in such a good spot. Like, you're in such a good spot, and you've diversified your portfolio a ton. Next move for Kendall Bryles needs to be head coach. In my opinion, it needs to be head coach. If you're Kendall, really, what do you have to gain? Ole Miss is tracking up, but Arkansas is tracking up too, buddy. So, you know, when I look at a good fit for Ole Miss, I think, and I know Kendall kind of fits this still, but a young, energetic guy, a guy out there that may be not totally ready to be a, a dominant OC but can go learn under lane and they believe he has the feel and the ability to, that's kind of right. Kind of Lane. Could Lane get his protege in here? Is Lane old enough now to start grooming? Fine, I'll the do protege? it. I'll do it. All right, Ken will do it. <laughs> like, do you think Lane's ready for that? He's like, give me the best young guy you got. I want to turn him into a monster. I don't know. So when you look around, I think it would be somebody that that obviously is able to spread it out, but is also balanced. And I will keep going back to this point we made all year. Ole Miss was not a team that threw it a hundred times a game. They were balanced. You had to worry about the run in the pass, which makes you double dangerous. That's even a word. But I, I would just think that Lane, being the offensive savant that he is, would go find a young guy. You don't have to pay him a ton. Ole Miss just gave you half the gold in the vault. They can't have a ton where they're going to start giving silver out. So I, th- I, I kind of tend to think that way. What else we, we got? got a question here from Chip Saunders. Hashtag oh, Chip. J-Boy. He says, Kirby night. has always had top recruiting classes but doesn't have many top draft picks to show for it. Is he just not that great at developing guys? Say that. Read that to me one more time. Kirby always has top recruiting classes but doesn't have many top draft picks to show for it. Is he just not great at developing players? Well, you look at the success that George has had. I mean, it's not like they're not getting players drafted. I, I, I think that's a tough argument. I mean, I, I think Kirby's the total. He's got to beat one team. Again, this isn't going through the gauntlet of, well, you had to beat him, 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 this, that, and the other. It's one team, and it just happens to be the most dominant college football coach of all time who has fed what has been the most dominant football machine of all time, or at least in the new era. So I don't think we can go and take the step of saying, oh, well, Kirby is bad at this because they're the second best team. Like, could it be better? Yes, but it could always be better. So to me, Kirby, and and watch the draft this year. And again, I'll say it, it's not like George is not getting guys drafted. Watch the draft this year. So 
I, I feel like we can't jump from e- extremes. Could he? You could say has has have they been? You know, have they not had the most high draft picks they could have possibly had under Kirby Smith? Yes, but that's a high ceiling, guys. Here's the funny part: when he wins one, all this talk goes away. All of it goes away. It'll be like it never happened. If Georgia beats Michigan, then beats Bama to win the Natty. If not win, well, but look, if again, I'm saying, wins one. I'm saying, look, I, I think it's a matter of time. It's a matter of time. But I just don't want to go from extreme to extreme. One more, we're going to get to punter go. All right, I got a question here from Nathan. Hashtag Ask Jay Boy. Who do you think is the biggest competitor in the East for Georgia next year? Who do I think is the biggest competitor in the East for Georgia next year? I am going to say Tennessee. I agree. If they keep Heupel. Yes, which I think they will. You know, again, Tennessee is just one of those brands. When they get hot, it's cool. Like, it's cool. And they have it. It's almost one of those things where if you're not hot, it's like Mike Jones said. Back then they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all on me. Tennessee gets hot. They're going to get recruits to flock. There's talk right now of Walter Nolan maybe – little flippity flip to Tennessee. You know, we're going to have Billy Lute. We're going to have all these guys on ne- next week's signing day special, so get ready. But, but, I would say Tennessee. I think it's going to take time for Billy in Florida. Kentucky, got to keep right. Mark Stoops is back. Stability, right? You get Levis back, it's either Tennessee or Kentucky. We'll see. I got to see how it plays out through mm-hmm. the portal. Not Billy in his first year? Not Billy in his first year. He needs time. <laughs> Give that man time. Billy and the boys? Even with the AR, they're going to beat some teams they're not supposed to. Even with the Vegas billboards? I mean, Vegas knows. Vegas knows. Were they Ve- foreshadowing us? Vegas, he was everywhere. Do we have a Stranger Things situation Vegas knows. It's like, they do it's know. like Caesar's Palace, MGM, billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> every day. Every day. We Blaine actually day. asked the people at Caesar's Palace, did the real Caesar live here? I but, wanted to know. Uh, yeah, but I'm sure that happens 800 times a day. All right, let's get to punter go. <laughs> All right, first one here. You touched on it a little bit. All right, but Auburn sanctions are a big deal. Punt or go? <laughs> Go. Or score or yeah. out of bounds. Go or <laughs> throw it away. Uh, it, it's a huge deal for Auburn because now, now it's, it's, it's threefold, okay? One, players on the roster, watch how good they play against Nebraska. You talk about playing free? Mm-hmm. Now guys are like, oh, we know we're going to the playoff and we know we're good. Or the playoff. And we know we're going to the NCAA tournament and we know we're it good. It is a playoff. Yeah, it technically, technically is a playoff. But, and it's also huge for recruiting. Now you can't dangle that over Bruce Pearl anymore. Okay, so, so they're they're a big deal in a good way. Big though. deal in a good, good way. way. For yeah. it's a big deal for Auburn in a good way. Bad deal for people around Auburn because guys, nobody has won more comp- nobody's won more games in the SEC over the past five years than Bruce Pearl and Auburn. Mm. I mean, those are facts, and it's not. And now he's out there recruiting free. They had un un bequeathed him of, of his troubles. They're going to build a statue He's got to sit two games. Bruce is like, I'll sit in Nebraska and North Florida. He'll probably come on the J-Boy show in, the, in that time. For yeah. sure he will. Like, we'll reach out. We'll reach out. By what the way, has Abe Lincoln hit us back yet? I actually did we'll get a text, text from first. his secretary last week. Really? We're working on it. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Let's, Santa let's, first. Santa first? Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll reach out to him well, again. Santa did, right. Santa did pick Georgia. Santa, did, Santa pick, did come over here, though. He did pick Georgia. He SEC picked Georgia, didn't he? he? Oh. Does naughty he really, boy. Does he really know who's naughty or nice? Because <laughs> if you don't know that, <laughs> I mean, how do you know who's been naughty or nice? It's a pie. Let's seems, see the pie chart on that. Let's put Santa on trial. Yeah. I want to have a trial. I want to bring Santa in here. I'll get one of those like British wigs, those like white yes. British wigs, and dress up. Let's put him on trial. There's a lot of questions <laughs> being asked in North Pole, supply chain, and we can go down the list. But oh, all right, what's goodness. the next one? All right, here we go. 
Chip Kelly is Oregon's best option. You punt or going on that one? I'm going to go. I, I don't think Lane is, is going to Oregon. Chip's won there before. He knows the lay of the land. Chip's not the greatest recruiter of all time, but Oregon recruits itself because they're like, here, 300 pairs of gloves, and they're all bright yellow slash orange slash 19 other things. So, yes, I, I think it is. I think it is. And now you'll have Chip at, at Oregon if he goes and Lincoln at USC, and you're kind of like, okay, let's, let, let's get it, let's get it. But, again, my biggest thing is, is this. you got to get the lineman. Oregon made it. To, and I'll say this. Oregon played that 2010 Cam Newton team actually pretty good, but Cam was hurt. But Chip's, I mean, Chip won as much, if not more, than Mario. So how is it not? Again, experience is king, right? He doesn't have to learn anything, doesn't have to learn, learn the lay of the land, probably going to go put his stuff in the same office, go get coffee from the same place, eat dinners at the same place like he never left. Feels right. Feels right. Feels right again. Seats That's taken. That's what he's going to say. Seats taken. Next one. All right, listen, we have to discuss oh, this, the slide situation, okay? The fake slide rule should have been eliminated. Go ahead. Give me your take on this Here's first, my Jared. thing. Number one, it should have been eliminated. And Kenny Pickett's like the kid when you're playing in the backyard who snaps one. He's like, wait, guys, time out. I disagree And here. then he takes off and goes, time in, and runs out. You think so? Man, that's such a bull. That, look, they if it was it. me, you're lucky I'm not the D.C. Mm-hmm. You're lucky I'm not the D.C. Because guess what? Sliding? There's no more sliding. Guys, if he slides, hit him. Hit him. Hmm. Because, look, you can't. That's against the rule. But you know what? I'm glad look, he did look. it. So, but here's my problem, though. How can we fix this in a week, but we can't fix targeting? <laughs> it takes y'all. It takes an act of Congress. You got to go through the Continental Congress. You have to watch an episode of, of whatever School of Rock or whatever it is where the bill's on Capitol Hill. All right. Let me, let me give you my two what cents What was that called? I quick. said the name you wrong. You tell me where I'm wrong. They had Kenny Pickett's. Uh, the the play on the big screen here at the Hall of Fame You're for such like a three straight minutes. No, look, I call him like I see him, but on that play, I was watching it yesterday because they had it, it just like kept replaying. Yeah. It looked to me like he was legit going to slide and then and then realized I think I have more real estate and kept running and then won the angle. That was from his perspective. And then the defender who was in front of him, I think it was a strong safety. It could have been a linebacker. Obviously, when that back shoulder started to dip toward the ground, he stood up. Right, he did what he. Both players, it seemed like, kind of did what they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Is there a situation here where it may not have been the quarterback trying to be fraudulent with the slide, but it's it should still be on the referees to say you sort of like putting your hand up with the uh, you know you want to mm-hmm. get the benefit of a fair mm-hmm. catch, yeah. but if you catch it, no one's around, you could still run. Sort of like if you if you even if that shoulder even starts to dip, it's now on the referee and what necessarily the player trying to what how did how did you Say it, try and call timeout and time back in. Yeah, and can, you, can you put the camera on me? Uh, Blaine, you want to talk? No, you, no I want to hear this. I don't believe you. <laughs> I, look, 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 look. I'll, play, I'll give you a second. Let, let, me, yeah, yeah. let, let me tell you what you I saw. You think he was practicing this? He's yeah, like, look, he was ready oh, to look, do it look, all look, season long. I, well, you know what? There's a few bouncing balls that you've got to see to put this in context. Mm-hmm. I remember watching Kenny Pickett go do an interview with RG3 when they were talking about how people were underestimating Kenny Pickett's ability to run. Uh-huh. And what I think Kenny Pickett did was say, hey, what if I fake slide and they stop and I keep going? I'm sure he probably, even he before that, that game, at, no, 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 not during the interview, oh. even, I'm talking about during the play. But I guarantee you, he thought about this before he did it. Because okay. that was a fake slide. Yeah. You had a defender here. They had him diamond up. 
And you saw right when he lifted back like this, what did what they both do? They both stopped, and then he took off and went. Okay. So to me, to me, and listen, I understand playing both sides. What of about it. hypothetical? Not that specific okay. play, but what if you were? I mean, like I remember you the few times I had to run. Yeah. It is like I'm just like kind of running for my life, and like you get it, you're trying to slide right and protect yourself. But what if you realize? Well, like, I have a few more yards of extra well, real estate. Well, well, to me, you're not okay. So so is here's what I compare rest, it to. Here, here's what I compare it to. It's one thing, you know how like quarterbacks when they're running out of bounds, they'll like slow down and everybody's like, all right, don't hit the quarterback, it'll be a late hit. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they'll fake it and get like three extra yards. Yes. That's one thing to me. That's legal. That's fully legal. But when you start to to st- start to make an act of Give giving yourself, yourself up, yeah. up, sure, yeah, like you there. That's the point of no return to me. To, to me, the bigger question is: Is it a fifteen yard penalty? Should be. It, it, to me, it should because it guess what? Be. If that guy hits you, it's a fifteen. When you side, it's a 15, yeah. and, and, and most of the time the they're going to throw targeting. Well, what if we just and then there's going to be like a protest group out in front of the NCAA about the defensive players. What if we just did this? Okay, we took away the fifteen yard penalty on both sides and just played football. Remember how we used well, to yeah. do it? Well, Remember listen, how we used to do concern. it and just yeah. played football? Well, listen, it's like I said, safety's not just a position in the second. But, 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 here's my thing. Here's what I don't understand. We can fix that really quick. The NCAA fix that quick as a hiccup. But we can't do flagrant one or flagrant two in targeting. We still like what is the the the, the study still out there? Is the da- the data still? Get, why was it so quick? Why can this get done so quick? But we can't do anything else quickly. It took them fifteen hundred days to tell Auburn don't do it again. I don't think people are days. really appreciating the genius behind this. <laughs> this is genius. It was. No, he found I a cheat code. Not even a moment he in my life code. of football, being around football, just coaching football, playing football, have I ever thought of someone fake sliding. It was perfect. He, no, he listen. If you were gonna do it, it he he did it to a T. It's like that glitch you find in Madden. Yeah, that mm-hmm. one play. That one play. You're six, like, eight, dog, nine, they can't hook. defend this six eight nine. There's so many NCAA players like, yes, that the, worked. 100%. I watched this and I was like, this guy. First of all, completely he, illegal. Here's yeah. the question. Yeah, this here's is- the real question. After he did it and he knew he was running for a touchdown, do you think he was laughing? He's probably. Oh, I guarantee he's running down the field. He probably was He's running down the field in his head screaming, it worked. Yeah, like yeah. nobody can believe it. And you know his teammates are like holding him like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. Now, four years ago, he couldn't have gotten away with this, right? Because when I was watching this play, you saw that defender, literally, when that shoulder started to duck, Mm -hmm. he popped up, right? Because it's been instilled now after penalty, Mm -hmm. after penalty, after penalty on the defense with these coaches yelling at these players saying, do not hit them late. You could see the second that shoulder started to go. So you really can see here where the rules, just every rule, man, is just anti-defense. It's it's, it's a little out of control. But I still, maybe he he did it on purpose. Maybe he just had it. Extra real estate. You know how you have like next one, next one. In the moment, in the moment, it happened. It's one of those things that look like in the moment. You can see you, in his eyes. You you know you have like the anti defamation league. Could you have like the anti defensive league where we're just like, listen, this is this is <laughs> yeah. Like uh, exhibit A. We Kenny get, Pickett. We should get look at Kenny. this. Kenny's gonna come on here one day and be yeah. like, listen, I knew down to the play. <laughs> like, in the oh, game. I, knew I was gonna do it to him. Gonna, I love it. Just, I love I it. hope they appreciate his genius. Here we go, Jason Garrett would be a successful college coach. Punt or go? Punt. I don't believe in Jason Garrett. I just don't. I'm sorry. I I, I don't, but it's such a man hard. But it's just, it's like, it's so Duke to me. It's so Duke? It's so Duke in football to me. (laughs) They're like, well, it's a big name. Has he done great? No. But it's a big name. Like, Cutcliffe, at, at least to me, 
Cutcliffe is, is one of the, the best coaches of all times, especially quarterbacks coaches. But Jason Garrett just, he doesn't do it for me. He just doesn't. I don't believe, I don't believe Jason Garrett. And, and look, I'm sure he's a great guy. That's fine. Good. So let's say he were to go take the Oregon job. How, how, what, what do you Garrett? think? Yeah, what do you, how well do you think he does? I think they get murdered. Okay, every week. Just week in and week They're not losing like Pine Valley Tech. But I don't think he's gonna, they're going to win anything. I just don't think Jason Garrett could get me fired up. Yeah. I just feel like Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett's speech, like he'd, come in, he'd just come in there and be like, guys, you know, <laughs> Let's talk about the economy. He walks into the house recruiting the kid. He's like, well, you know, we got Dak, Dak Prescott. We got Amari Cooper on the outside. I was like, oh, God. He's like, wait, wait, wait. No, sorry. sorry. I was having flashback. But uh, Jason Garrett, I don't see Jason Garrett, like, getting me fired up. Like, as an 18-year-old, I don't see like, Jason Garrett coming to my house. I feel like he'd, like, sit down and be like, Let's talk like about just his, drinking tea like this. Let's talk about your 401k. Yeah. He'd be like, so the, weather, the weather in hey, Patagonia has been nuts lately. That's what some kids need, okay? <laughs> yeah, some yeah. kids need to learn For about sure. the 401k. Sure. No, I don't believe in it. Okay. I'm not Jason Garrett. Last believe. one. I'm not Jason Garrett believer. Last one. Jim Harbaugh won AP Coach of the Year. Harbaugh did the best coaching job this season, punt or go. I mean, you got to say go. It's in there. You did something a lot of us never thought you could do, mm-hmm. and you had shown us that you wouldn't be able to do. You took a pay cut and then went and balled. Man, that's something. You got it. Look, it, I, I have no problem with this. And we were hard on Jim, but he deserved for us to be hard on him. And he was hard on he himself. Michigan State. Exactly. Yeah, because y'all really blew that one. In all reality, Michigan should be undefeated. Yeah. I mean, and look, I still lay that cost at, cost, loss at the feet of that coaching staff, but still, I mean, look at the job that he's done. Yeah. And that's I, why I'm proud of him because he was it, as hard on himself as we were hard and on him. I know him. we have Ohio State fans that listen, but Michigan beating Ohio State was good for college football. Yeah, and they would say that too. I mean, that's what I was telling you. Like, I yeah. talked with Kirk Herbstreit about this. They just wanted to this. feel something. <laughs> Want to feel something yeah. again? I mean, can yeah. we keep the ri- can again. we keep the rivalry great? <laughs> For sure. But but a guy, and we're gonna get to the boost club after this. Let's get T. Bob A. Bear in here. This conversation's hilarious. It always is with T. Bob, who has a very unusually small feet. It's crazy. All right, we talk about head coaching searches all the time. To me, the most fascinating stuff is how many guys does the head coach bring? How many guys want to go with the head coach? And then how many guys on the outside are they bringing in? Because if you think the coaching pool for head coaches is big, which it's not, for assistant coaches, that's a totally different story. And to keep up with LSU, another another day on the beat here uh, from ESPN 104.5 off the bench, co-host of Whiskey and Wine. You can find him everywhere that, that involves anything LSU. Mr. T-Bob Bear, T-Bizzle, what's up, man? Yo, J-Boy, uh, what's happening, bro? What's going on, man? It's good. It's good. The, um, like, manna from heaven, the LSU news cycle provides. <laughs> like, you, does. everybody always wants a chill December where you don't have to put a ton of effort into work. And let me just say, some of these shows have kind of written themselves lately. For sure. What a what a quote to Counting Crows. It's been a long December. And I, see see wow. what I did there? All right. How about that? Beautiful. I know T-Bob would appreciate that because T-Bob is very cultured <laughs> in the music counting genre. What is the Counting Crows? Uh, what's the lead singer's name? Adam? Uh, he's a guy who dated Courtney Cox, right? Have Adam. you seen Do- him post-dreads? No. Yes, he's on Joe it's- Rogan. Yeah, so what I'm wondering is, were the dreads fake the entire time? Because now that you see him post-dreads, you cannot help but think that it may have been a wig. I don't know. Look, I'm not looking. Look, Adam, Adam, Adam Duritz? I, something like that. I, I, I don't want to sit here and cast stones. All I'm saying is, it's, <laughs> I, I'm just thinking. It, it, just, it hey. just got me thinking when I saw him without hair. This is why I love having T-Bob on. 
We can start with LSU, and we're going to go to the conspiracy theory around the lead singer for the Counting Crows hair. And, yeah, that looks fake right now. Blaine is, Blaine is currently showing me a picture of that. And I am, I'm calling erroneous on all counts. Erroneous on all counts. But we all know Rule 17, no excuses, play like a champion. Uh, but, uh, T-Bob, your thoughts on Brian Kelly so far? Look, going down, the newfound southern accent, who'd have thought? But you know, I'm not yeah. I'm not the type of person to, to sit there and and you know, look, I get it, man. I get it. And y'all didn't hire Brian Kelly because he's great on the periphery or he's warm and cuddly. He's yeah. gonna go down there. I know Tommy Moffitt people were pissed off, and now Corey Raymond going to Florida. Just your thoughts on who he's brought in and who he's let go. And I mean I respect the man for doing it his way. Yeah, I think that um and look, the accent thing, it's interesting, right? Because nationally, mm. it's a huge story. Locally, nobody <laughs> really cares. It's like, whatever. Also, I'm a bit of a, I do that kind of same thing. But I'm also a bit of like a chameleon or a mimic where if I get to a place where I like something, it just kind of, it, it doesn't matter. I, we don't need to talk about that. But that, that's whatever. The accent is what it is. Um, no, you're right, Jake. You hired Brian Kelly because he's the winningest active coach in all of college football, right? Uh, I don't care about vacated wins. Like, get out of here. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not playing that game. He's the yeah. winningest active coach in all of college football. But the one thing he's missing is a title. And that's why this entire move is so fascinating, right? Is that you have a 60-year-old man at the peak of his powers. Like like, like, a, like an old, like, like a Julius Caesar or a Pompey when he's taking down the Pirates mm. in the Mediterranean. LSU mm. has a problem. They need a fixer. He is that seasoned Roman general politician come in here to get the troops in shape and maximize the potential of LSU. I mean, think about it. What's the one thing that Brian Kelly is missing? It is that national championship. He left an 11-1 team that was on the verge of a playoff to join an SEC West where every single team is bowl eligible, not even getting into the fact that the team from the East is also in the playoffs. He left that for this? Why? Because he recognizes the full potential of LSU. And this is something that's been really interesting lately with Scott Woodward and everything where Louisiana can be such a crap state sometimes, you know, we're like always like dead last and like economy, school, healthcare, blah, 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 all that stuff, right? And so sometimes I think we kind of limit ourselves to what we think we can be. What Scott Woodward is laying out and what he has got Brian Kelly to buy into is the potential of LSU and the potential of Louisiana, right? And and it's interesting because people may say, so messed up, you're committing all this money to football, and what about academics and all these other things? And I'm not here to argue that. I agree with that. Because if it does go awry, well, then you've wasted a lot of money because you're married to Brian Kelly mm-hmm. for 10 years now. But if it works, then a rising tide raises all ships. It works for True. everybody. I mean, look at Tuscaloosa in 2007 and mm-hmm. look at Tuscaloosa in 2021. And, and that's not even getting into uh, out-of-state tuition, uh, the academic standards. Like, everything has gone up. Why? Because when you have a good football team, it's just constant free yeah. advertising. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting very big picture here. The bottom line is, in Brian Kelly, you brought in a season at the height of his powers and you marry him with a place that has potential as you've seen to win national championships but has lacked that consistent uber competent ceo i think you have that in brian kelly and that's why you allow him to make these sort of decisions and i keep thinking about the last jedi right when kylo's talking to ray and he's like let the past (laughs) die let it go it's time to move on okay 
I love Tommy Moffat. That's my favorite coach I've ever played mm. for in my life. In my life. Like, I would have never let him go. But this is Brian Kelly. And this yeah. is a new era of LSU football. And it's weird in that really since Saban arrived in 2000, there has not been a lot of change at LSU. Despite the fact that you've had three different head coaches, there has been a lot of connective tissue that has carried mm. over. So I don't know if this is like a decrepit old forest where you got to burn it down and life begins anew. But this is the full regime change that LSU really has not experienced since Nick Saban arrived in 2000. Yeah, it seems to me like, and again, you know me, I'm an analogies guy. It's like Brian Kelly is the stepdad you never wanted, but after 20 years of, of him having influence on you, you graduate from Columbia, like third in your class. He walked in there like, you need to clean your room and hang out with better friends. And you're like, I hate this guy. And you like rebelled at him for like three weeks. And then all of a sudden you look up and you're making like 650 a year. And you're like, man, like I, we, I really needed that. You know, I, I appreciate you putting up with me. I mean, is that, am I in the same ballpark there? Dude, I may, I mean, I may have to steal that. I mean, I'll credit That's you, fine. but I may have to echo that on my show because no, I mean, it's, it, it's fantastic. Right. And it's part of the problem with the end of the Odron era. It was not always like this. And the more information I gather, there's a couple things that are becoming clear. First off, LSU was more broken by the end than I thought. Now, the 500 mm. record for two years running should have been like, you know, a big indicator, but it was like, it, it seems like it had fallen apart. It also seems, though, like it fell apart after that national championship, right? That like it, it was good up until then. And then, as you said, right, you in the natty, life is good. Things get a little lax around the house. You don't have to make your bed as much, you don't have to clean your room as much. Yeah. You're getting to go out and smoke weed with your friends and get away with it. And that's all well and good. But, you know, maybe it doesn't work out for you the best in the end. Yeah. And so, yeah, again, I don't care if he's an a-hole. I don't care if he's a taskmaster, a disciplinarian. That's kind of what else you needs right now. And on top of that, the bottom line is just win football games. True. And when you look at Brian Kelly, he's done it everywhere. And what I like is, like, He's almost like, because he gives off the vibe of like a major CEO, like he just has this kind of aura around him. And it's almost like he's somebody who back in the day started a small like tech company or something, right? At Grand Valley State and did very well there. He flips yeah. it for some money, gets slightly bigger at uh, Western or Central Michigan, whichever one it was, does well there. Flips that into Cincinnati, does well there. Gets his Fortune 500 breakthrough yeah. in Notre Goes Dame, public. And now he's been asked. Yeah, exactly. And now he's been asked to like come in. It's like. Hey, like, I don't know, like, um, like Apple's having problems. You got to step in and you got to kind of right the ship. And so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty wild, man, because Mm. there is a vibe to him. And I played for Les Miles and I know Coach O very well. There is a sharpness to him that has not been here. The last two Mm -hmm. head coaches. Yeah. Well, you know, to me, he's the guy that, you know, wins the best gym of the year in like Los Angeles. And the next day he's walking out, you know, like white good. And he's like, add 15 pounds to the women's scales for before they leave. <laughs> like, I just feel like Brian Kelly's that guy, like a hundred percent. That's what LSU needed. You know what I'm saying? LSU needed a sugar daddy. And I think they, I think they found it, but T Bob off the bench. Great stuff, man. I always love bringing you on. I mean, we hit everything, Brian Kelly, Kylo Ren, I mean, white good men, everything. Counting crows. Counting crows, Grand Valley State. It's, Shout out Grand Valley State. It's, it's, it's the great disappointment in Rise of Skywalker is literally Disney didn't even listen to Kylo. Kylo's telling them, let the past die. 
and in Rise of Skywalker, they brought Palpatine back. Yeah. No, no, I, lo- I love it. And, 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 side note, we've got Obi-Wan and Sabin and Luke in, in Kirby Smart. But it's just, it's, I'm wondering when the torch is going to be passed. Like when, when all of a sudden it's like Nick Saban, it's like Kirby, they're going to throw a touchdown pass. Like Nick Saban just disappears. Like in Star Wars, like his clothes just, he just disappears. Like Obi-Wan and then he starts just showing up for Kirby Smart later in the year, like as like a ghost, you know, hologram, whatever. Bro, he's like, you're Nick, running Nick, it Nick's too got, much. <laughs> Nick's got that, he's got that daddy strength on Kirby. It's, he it's does. Bad, he does. He like, does have that like, dad strength. You, you, you reach a point in your life where you know physically you if it wasn't your dad you that's could exactly your right. ass yeah but you still get your ass beat and that's exactly like, right <laughs> it's like it's like playing them out it's like it's like playing them out in basketball in the front yard you know till you're like 15 and then that one time you beat them like all it takes is that one time but coach Saban just keeps getting the rebound and putting it back up like he'll let you score two to make you feel good and not not make his mom pissed at him you know, so, but anyways, I digress. T-Bob, I appreciate it, brother. Everybody check out Off the Bench. Yeah. Great stuff over there on ESPN 104.5. Tell Hesty, the, Sco- the Scona, uh, and everybody over there at Super Mario, I said, what's good? All right, Jake, take it easy, bro. Thank you, All man. right, T-Bob, see you, buddy. T-Bob, the man with the largest hands and the smallest feet of all time. It's so much fun when T-Bob goes. I never know where it's going to go. I never know where it's going to go. That's why it's always fun on the interview. But, all right, so here's what I want to do. Booster Club, we are getting ready to make our Army-Navy picks before we ride out, but we got to get Carson Palmer in here to talk. About eight minutes, you said? Six minutes? Six. Six minutes, Carson Palmer talking some USC. Then we're coming back to the Booster Club and dropping our bets. And then it's time. We're going to go bowl season bets next week in National Signing Day Special. It's going to be amazing. All right, let's get Carson in here, the true CP3PO. All right, I told you guys it's a who's who, and we have one of the best to do it at the quarterback position, Hall of Famer, NFL standout, USC standout, Carson Palmer. Carson, first off, I appreciate you coming over for the interview, and congratulations, bro. It's great to meet you. you. Great to be here. Definitely. Well, you know, and again, you're going to get asked, what does it mean to you 500,000 different times? But, you know, you're a guy that had a long career and a ton of success. Now to see it culminate and being put in the biggest thing you can be put in 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 the college game, what does that mean to you? Yeah, you know, it's uh, when you go to college and you start getting recruited and you're thinking about where I'm going to go to school, you you just don't think of the College Football Hall of Fame at the top of the list. You think about, you know, proximity to my family so they can watch me play, history, tradition of the school. Can can we win? Can we win a national championship? Can we go to bowl games? Can I, you know, can we win or can that person win individual accolades like all the all the accolades that come up and, and yeah. awards that come up and. Um, the most special of them all is the College Football Hall of Fame, but you just, it's so far off. Yeah. And, and something you don't graduate from college and, and get like you do a Heisman Trophy or the Davey O'Brien Award or whatever award it is that a lot of these guys have won the Outland Trophy winners that are here. And th- those are tangible right when you leave college and right when you graduate, you're awarded those. But the College Hall of Fame, you have to wait for. So you don't mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have it at the top of your list. And then as your career goes on and you're, you're, you move on from college and you go play in the NFL, you realize how special it is and how few of the guys that that played collegiately and played well, how few of them actually get in. So it's a tremendous honor. I mean, the the guys in this class and and, and last year's class because of COVID that that are getting inducted this this weekend, uh, it's just truly special and and a dream come true. It is. And, uh, you know, Carson, when you look at the quarterback position, you know, obviously it's the most important position on the field. I'd, you know, C.J. Spiller sent down here, you know, the running back, obviously, and, and asked him, you know, what was the recipe 
to be a Hall of Famer, to be a leader, to be the field general you have to be, what are a few ingredients in that recipe to be able to get where you are? Because it's not a one-step process. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's really a work ethic. Um, you know, it's not, I was never, you know, a cheerleader, a rah-rah, pump-up speech kind of guy. Mm. Um, I led by example. I was always in the right place at the right time. I was always in the weight room. I was always watching film. I was in the front of the class in every meeting and, and tried to win every single win sprint and tried to outlift everybody in the weight room. And it just, everybody's got a different leadership style and technique. And mine wasn't giving pump-up speeches and, and being a big cheerleader. It was just doing the, the things you needed to do to be successful and taking care of your body, being in the best shape you could possibly be in, knowing the game plan inside and out. So I was a lead by example kind of guy. Um, and I think that's the recipe. I mean, most of these guys here, I would, I would assume, would say something along mm -hmm. those lines. These guys were the guys that were in the right place at the right time yeah. and doing, doing all the, um, as many extra workouts as you could, extra reps, whatever, more film watch than anybody else. And I think that's probably, um, you know, the number one, uh, you know, trait that a lot of these guys that are, that are getting inducted have. Well, and I think in the mathematics field, and I'm not a specialist at all in that one, I think they call that a common denominator. And I think you'd see that in a lot of guys. Most of them, probably 100% of them that are here. But, you know, I got to ask you, your uh, alma mater made some uh, big news. Uh, big coaching hire, Lincoln Riley. What were your thoughts right when you heard it? I couldn't have been more happy. Um, I was just last night at an event with a bunch of Trojans and uh, Mike Bone, our athletic director, who got the deal done, which was an amazing. I mean, the, the fact that that happened that quickly and nobody really knew about it um, is truly amazing. It shows you just how great of an athletic director Mike Bone is. And, um, you know, for, for him to make that move and leave that program and come to ours, um, it took a lot and it wasn't an easy decision and um, I just as soon as my reaction as soon as I heard it was I was just I was comforted I was just like finally <laughs> like we a got warm blanket. the right guy it was just like a warm cozy blanket <laughs> like we got the right guy for the future of our program I can stop fretting about it I can stop you know complaining and moaning about it to, to all my buddies we've got the right guy for our program. Yeah, and, uh, you know, too, to me, I, I think about USC, and listen, I know Ray Malug and all those guys defensively were hell, you know, and, and hitting hard and all that, but I think of offense, and you look at the way Lincoln Riley, who already had guys committed out of the state of California, mm -hmm. at Oklahoma you kind of have to do that uh, to be able to go over there, but, you know, Carson, I talk about this all the time on the show, with the transfer portal now, and with the prestige that USC has, I mean, I, I'm from Alabama, I could go in any high school in Alabama, and they're going to know who the USC Trojans are. Mm -hmm. I don't think this, you, it, it takes long to flip a place like USC, especially with the portal now. Am I correct? I mean, it's our roster is really bare. I mean, when you look at that roster, um, there's not a bunch of NFL bodies on, on that team. Um, they ended up four and eight. Yeah. And that, 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 well, there's, there's a reason a, there's a the, the head guy's not there anymore. True, true. And, and there's a lot of work to do. And it can happen quick with the transfer portal, with, you know, with Lincoln's ability to come in and recruit the Midwest, the West, the East Coast, the South. I mean, he's got a track track record of being able to go into, you know, non-Oklahoma states and get kids to come to his school. Now he's got, you know, Los Angeles to be able to recruit yeah. for. Um, but I, I don't, I, I'm not expecting a bowl game next year. I know he's got a ton of work. We need a ton of great players um, that the ones that are great that are on, on the roster right now are going to the NFL, guys like Drake London, the receiver. Um, but there, there's, there's a lot of players to go and get. There's a lot of transfers that need to happen for this thing to turn around quickly. Definitely. Well, Carson, man, congratulations again. It was always 
so fun to watch you, whether it's in college or in the NFL. And let's do this again sometime. I'd love to pick your brain about some stuff we see maybe in the playoff games. Definitely, definitely. Thank you. Congrats again, brother. Thank you. All right, Carson Palmer, the legend himself, Heisman winner. I mean, the guy's got more trophies than anybody I know. But uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button uh, on the Volume YouTube channel. All right, Carson Palmer. That was pretty neat. That was cool. Dude, he's a lot taller than I thought he was. Yeah, man. He's every he bit of 6'5". Every four. bit of it. Plus. Every bit of it. But that was fun. All right, Blaine. Go, go, throw it to the Boost Club real quick, and we're going to make our picks. All right, Trey Bell, hashtag AskJBoy. <laughs> Hit me with it. Does he see Bruce leaving Auburn for Maryland, and which one do you see is a better basketball program? Uh, no and Auburn. I mean, let's, when's the last time Maryland won anything? I'm waiting. Crab cakes. Yeah, I thought crab cakes in football yeah. was what Maryland does. But you, no. N- no to the first one. Right now, I mean, think, uh, you have to say Auburn. They have more success. I'm talking about now, not, you know, with Gary Williams ain't there anymore, isn't there anymore, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to say Question Auburn. Here what from else? CJ Franklin, hashtag AskJBoy. Franklin Center. Your team's in two-minute drill. Ooh. Who you taking? Carson Palmer or Matt Leiner? Put him on the spot. Give me Carson. Wow. Give me the righty. You don't want the lefty? You don't Give want the crafty the righty. lefty? I, I need Carson could throw the fastball a lot better than Matt Leiter. Ooh. We may have to. He may have to. We may got to throw that. We may have to throw the Hail Mary. I think Carson had a better arm than Leinert. Carson. But to get it down the field, two-minute drill, it may get crazy at the end. I need somebody who can fit it in 45 yards down there and throw yeah. it through a donut hole. He had one of the best throwing motions I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, Carson, Ever. smooth. Smooth. Question here from Cody Cooper. What's up, Coop? Mm, Hashtag AskJBoy. How does UGA keep getting all these quarterback recruits when none of them have really panned out at the next level? Look, a lot of people said the same thing about Nick Saban with the quarterbacks he had, and and they're not in the NFL and this, that, and the other. I think Kirby, again, it goes in waves. You're seeing the wave Alabama quarterbacks now. It's going to happen for Georgia, but to me, I think the bigger question is not about in the NFL. How come a lot of these – how come Georgia doesn't have an elite quarterback? Why isn't Georgia running around here? With, they got elite players everywhere else. And it's come down to this again? You've had two years in a row of Stetson, who we like Stetson, but Stetson isn't elite. That's what I'm asking. What's the difference between Georgia and Bama? Quarterback position. Really? You got an elite guy in one that can make, you know, big plays in a big game, and another guy you hope that, that you don't have to put too much on in the passing game or you'll lose it. So, I want to get to picks. Right. Army-Navy tomorrow. Sitting at 62.7% on the year. Look, the over in Army Navy's hit 15 years in a row. Mm. I mean the under. I was going to be like, sorry, stop. stop start confused. over. Start over. The under in Army Navy has hit 15 years in a row. But I don't think it's ever been this low by like a lot. And if it would have been this low, I think the over would have hit like seven out of nine or something like that. Was it 34? It's 34 and a half on FanDuel right now. I feel like this is a 21-17 game. 24-17 game. Therefore, if my math is correct, which I know it is, I'm taking the over 34 and a half. Over 34 and a half. No, it's over. over. We went over. Oh, okay. We went over. <laughs> you don't have to celebrate it. Give me the over okay. 34 and a half. All right, what do you got? All right, All right you said the, um, the under hit last 15 15, but the numbers were different, man. Don't don't get the numbers can't, were different. Okay, can't get lost the numbers were different. How are you about to go against me well, here now? I'm not. What are you we're about to, to thread the needle yeah, a little so bit. I'm so sick of and this. We're good at threading the needle, but I'm not going to look at an RV name namey game and be like, "Yeah, guys, come on, let's take the over." I'm just oh, not. So you say my bet's dumb. I, I think it's, it's a dumb hit. I'm it's not a dumb bet. I put okay. the word was that? No, I don't you know. put the word dumb in there. You were surrounding it like it was a dumb bet. I didn't put the word dumb in there, but 
I'm taking the under in the first half. 17 and a half, but I do believe this game hits the over. I believe this game goes to overtime and hits the over. You're welcome. I'll tell you what. <laughs> What's that trash can at? I don't know why I'm looking at it. All right, anyway, Kevin. Wow. Oh, okay. I'm not going to be the one in it. I'm not going to be the one Look, in it. I'm going to make Hello? it more, more, more simple lose. than that. Army, minus seven and a half. Ooh. I don't have anything else to say. That's it. That's what Go it's, Army be Navy that's is what you're what saying? That's what it's going to be. <laughs> oh, it's not a guess. It's what it's going to be. So, all right, I got the over 34 and a half. You've got Army minus seven and a half. Blaine's got the first half under at 17 and a half. Yay. All right, cool. But, hey, we appreciate you guys. Shout out to the Booster Club. Uh, look, signing days next week, Monday. We're going to be loaded up with recruiting. So go ahead and get ready uh, for that mentally, emotionally, and physically. Uh, and then we're going to have great guests. Getting ready. Bowls, the balls are coming, guys. Starting the 17th. What's today? What is it? The, the 10th. 10th. We're a week away. Mm-hmm. Next Friday. Hurry up. Down and dirty. Hurry up. I'm sick of waiting. But like Notre Dame's chances of getting a bye in the new 12-team playoff, we're going, going, gone. The J-Boys Show is produced by David Cohn, associate producer, Blaine Crane, audio engineer, Faison Sharif, executive producers, Jake Crane, Vince Thompson, Steve Chamberlain, and David Cohn, voiceover announcer, Mark Aston. Please subscribe to The Volume on YouTube, where you can catch us live weekdays at 3 p.m. When the water cooler with The J-Boys Show. The Volume. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.